Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much for pulling your chair up to the cool kids table. I really appreciate the people who listen to this show, whether you've been listening for now almost 400 episodes, or if this is the first time that you've ever tuned in to check out cool things entrepreneurs do. The purpose of the show is to share nuggets of information about the life of entrepreneurship. I've been working for myself for about nine and a half years, and it's something though I wanted to do for 20 years before that, and I always felt like my ladder was against the wrong wall, and I wish there had been more access to people who would just tell their story. And that's why I love the whole world that we're in with all of these podcasts, because now if you want access, if you want information, all you have to do is do a search and you're going to find every topic that you could possibly want. And uh, that's why I started this show. It was my way to get around people who have been successful as entrepreneurs, because as I say all the time, success leaves clues. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to give you some clues to some real success. So today I have the founder and chief product officer of a company called Brain Juice. And yep, you're going to learn a little bit about Brain Juice, and it's just what it sounds like. It is juice for your brain. So Sam Elick is the founder, and he's one of these people who always had that entrepreneurial bug inside of him. He didn't have his ladder against the wrong wall. While he was in school, he had painting businesses and other little ventures going on. And he went straight from graduating from college into an MBA program. And usually, the MBA programs want you to wait a little while. And he went to the Acton School and actually met with the founder and convinced them that, why should I have to work for three years. I'm roaring to go. And he did. And while there in that program, he started working on brain juice. And now six or seven years later, he has a legitimate company that is growing, that is doing so many interesting things. They just hired a CEO. So he has gone from running the company to actually being the founder who has someone else. I want to talk to him a little bit about that. Uh, and he's a super nice guy. We had a few minutes to chat before we did this interview and uh, I'm impressed. So I want to welcome Sam Elick to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you, Tom. Um, yeah, that, I'm, I'm excited to be here. I, uh, I actually just found out about your podcast, and I'm really excited to subscribe after this as well. And, you know, I'm just ready to dive right in. Yeah. And in fact, you talked about, uh, uh, you know, the founder of the Acton School, Jeff Sandifer. He, he has been a guest on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. So I will, send you, uh, I will send you the link to that episode. So that can be one of the first ones that you hear. So Sam, awesome. so Sam tell everybody about what is Brain Juice? What is it today? What is the company all about? And then we can sort of unpack your story a little bit. Okay, so Brain Juice, it's in its first manifestation, it, it, was a, it is a shot. So it's a two and a half ounce liquid shot. You know, think of like energy shots, things like that, except it's a brain supplement shot. And so it's nutrients and energy for your brain. So um, I used to have trouble concentrating in school growing up and, you know, they, they put you on Adderall and Ritalin and, and things like this. And so as I got older, those kinds of things really didn't work for me. They just made me feel like I was on drugs because <laughs> I was. <laughs> and so I thought there's got to be a more natural way. There's got to be a way to actually feed your brain the nutrients it needs to perform at its peak and to perform all the little functions that it, that it does, like comprehending information and being able to focus and being able to have clarity about, okay, what do I need to do right now? What's my next step? What's my clarity on my life purpose? Clarity on... Um, you know, what I'm here to do. And, and I just, I felt like 
my brain was, uh, wasn't really operating at its peak, especially after college. And so I ended up uh, studying under some of the top um, brain experts in the world uh, and meeting a biochemist who'd studied neurochemistry under one of the top functional neurologists in the world. And so we started identifying these little nutrients that are the precursors of neurotransmitters and that help your brain perform all its functions. And um, after about a year of researching it and doing 108 different iterations, we, we narrowed down the brain juice formula. And we started it as a shot because we knew that shots, they're, they're accessible, they're easy to kind of grab and go. And we wanted um, our first form factor to be just something that was easy to grab and go and, and get the full experience. Um, but we'll be, we're actually branching into, we actually, to, uh, to yesterday, actually, we just launched our first powder product. So we basically took the brain, the same brain juice formula that's in the shot and put it into a 30 day powder supply. So I can so put it, I can put it in my smoothies with a little scoop. Now you can mix it in your smoothie. You can mix it in water or really any juice. Um, and we are launching one flavor first it's peach mango, but we've got two other flavors to come. Um, it's, it's a pomegranate and watermelon. So those are coming here in the next couple months. So you never went and had sort of the traditional job. You're not one of these people who worked at Ernst and Young for 10 years and then threw everything in a box and said, you know, who's coming with me. This was something that you always wanted to be. How did you know? How did you know you had that entrepreneurial spirit? Well, um, I think the first, the first kind of, um, sign of it was my dad growing up. He, he's actually a lawyer. He's an attorney. But he has his own practice, and um, and so he always touted the benefits of, of being your own boss and kind of controlling your own destiny. And so, you know, ever since I can remember, he was saying that. And then, you know, of course, as a little kid, I can also remember, uh, you know, being five, six, seven, eight years old, and you know, watching the superhero movies. And um, I, you know, I thought Superman was cool, but for some reason, I had more of a of, a, of an infatuation with Batman. <laughs> Because he, because he's this like billionaire, uh, basically entrepreneur, you know, like owns this big company and he like uses that, the profits of that to, to do really cool stuff. And of course, you know, on a superhero movie, he's fighting crime. And so I saw that and I thought, that's what I want to do. I want to, you know, start a company where I'm doing good, good things, solving people's needs, making money. And then I can take that money and, and build more cool projects that help people and that um, just create things that solve needs for people in the world. So what so you're saying that, is, is that if, if in like 10 years, Austin ends up with some hooded, caped superhero who's fighting crime, I'm going to know that the, uh, the Bruce Wayne behind it is actually Sam Elick. I'm going to go, wait a minute. We have this guy who's fighting crime. It's millionaire. It's billionaire. <laughs> it's billionaire <laughs> yeah. entrepreneur Sam Elick. Hey, keep that quiet, Tom. Shh. Come on. Come on. Don't tell anybody. That's right. Shine the bat <laughs> signal up in the clouds and boom, Sam comes to the rescue. I think I'll have to you know come up with a new um i mean I'll actually you know come to think of it the bat is actually a pretty good icon for austin, for, for austin so. see there you go that's right the real batman that's that yeah that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> so so since this is all you've ever done what is it that you love about the fact that you work for yourself um <laughs> i think it'd actually be better to ask the question the inverse way because what is it that i don't love about it. I, I love everything about it. Um, there's, there's really not one thing that I don't, um, I mean, there's, there's things I have to do that I don't necessarily want to do, you know, like legal and accounting and all that kind of stuff. And of course, when I first started, you know, I was the CEO, but I was also pretty much the CFO and the COO and I was doing everything. Um, and so I, I guess, I guess, you know, to kind of, uh, take that, take that question to, you know, one, maybe one half step further, the thing that's been the hardest 
is is letting go of control of the different areas because what I've had to learn is that I'm really good at a few things, but I'm not very good at most things. And so that's been, you know, um, that's been the only thing that's been mostly tough for me is really having to let go of the different things I'm not good at and bring other people around me who are better. So what is it, what is it like when you're the, what is it? Well, I was just going to say it feeds, it feeds the ego, but then also what is it like then to found a company and then six years, five years down the line say, I need to bring someone else in to be CEO. What what was that process like? It, It was, I knew it was the right thing. Um, but it, it's been a process of letting go of control. Um, it's been a little bit of a, of an, you know, ego process, like really letting go of kind of, cause you know, when I first started the company the first several years, I, I pretty much had absolute power. Um, and, uh, and, and what I had to, one of the big lessons I had to realize along my journey, um, the first few years is that I'm really a product guy. You know, I'm, I'm very passionate about the product. I'm very passionate about making it better and making new products. And I'm not really the best guy to to like um, really keep everyone organized and moving forward and like hitting hitting our goals. And so um, I, I you know I after a while I kind of got to the point where I was like you know what I'm a creator. That's really what I resonate with. I love creating things. I love tinkering and perfecting. I'm a creator, and I really I got to the point where I, I felt like I need a driver. I need someone who's who I really trust, who is just has experience and knows how to drive a company. Um, fast for fast growth. And so I ended up um, actually meeting a, a mentor of mine. His name is Mark Willis. And he is the former CEO of Keller Williams Real Estate Company. And so he uh, you know, became president of Keller Williams um, in, in about the early 2000s when they were um, you know, about 1,000 agents. And then he took them to, uh, I think it was about 120,000 agents when he, when he stepped down uh, a few years ago and they're now the largest real estate company in the world. So he basically took them from a local real estate company to the largest in the world. And along that, uh, that journey, he, he went through a phase of getting really unhealthy. And then he ended up uh, meeting one of my friends, Brandon Jones, who became his personal trainer, got him really fit and healthy. And so Mark kind of developed a passion for health and wellness. And he and I met right around that time when he was really, really developing that passion and so he became the first he just became an advisor, then an investor. And then um, it just became clear that he he needs to be the, the CEO for now and, um, and really help us drive this thing forward. So he's the current CEO. Um, we you know, we're just kind of going day by day and, and seeing what happens. But we've it's been a really good um, transition so far. And I really get to focus on what I love the most, which is creating new products and focusing on the vision the big vision for the company and, you know, why we exist and really drive that home with our people. Um, so that's, you know, I, that's, that's what I'd rather do all day anyway, than have to sit down and have staff meetings and, you know what I mean? And like, and, and I'm just not that kind of person really. Well, you mentioned before he was CEO, he was sort of a mentor to you. How important do you think for entrepreneurs mentorship is? I think it's, if not the most important thing, one of the top two or three. So um, I, I know, talk I think, a lot in the work that I do about mentors and mentees and that, but it's hard to find. How, I mean, how do people find a mentor that's really going to be invested in them? I mean, clearly him as a mentor and then as an investor, in order for him to move into the CEO role, he obviously had to be somebody who you developed a good relationship with and you trusted. And yet a lot of people say, I love the concept of a mentor, but I, how do I find one that's going to be that engaged, that invested? 
That's, that's a really, really good question. And I struggled with that question. I struggled with that question for a few years. And really um, what I found was that the more clear I got about what, what kind of mentor I was looking for and the more, um, the more I kind of cleaned up my own, uh, my own energy and my own mindset and really like knew more about who I was and where I was going. Um, and then I, I really actually got clear that, that Mark was the type of person that I needed in my life or that, that would help me take it to the next level. And so, you know, I, it, it's one of those things where it's hard to put your finger on, but for me, it was just one of those things that, that, um, the, the clearer I got about, about what kind of mentor I was looking for. Um, and, um, and of course I had a, I had a, a fledgling company that had a good, um, a good sort of foothold here in the local market when I met Mark. And so the, the way it kind of clicked for us was that he saw that brain juice was a very successful, uh, local company. And, and he is the kind of guy who likes to take things, small things and scale them big. And I needed someone who kind of had a little bit more uh, experience under their belt and, um, you know, could be more, more of a kind of driving force type energy and so it just kind of was one of those things where it just, it just was a match. It's kind of like when you meet, when you meet somebody, you know, like a, a, a woman or a man, you know, you just, it just kind of clicks in that moment. And I think a big part of it is um, letting go in a way and just, just letting go and focusing on getting that clarity about, about like where your business is and what you need. And then the universe has a way of just kind of bringing it into your path when you're like, when you're, when you're going for it, you know what I mean? Cause it's like, it's kind of like people, people can see when there's a train that's going and a lot of times they want to get on board or they want to help. Um, so, um, so I just, I would encourage people not to sit around and wallow in pity and just and say, Oh my God, Lord, please help me find a mentor. I would just say, you know what, just go out there, do the best you can move forward and like, you know, stir up some, stir up some feathers and get your train moving forward and the mentor will show up when you need it most. So I serve in the role of mentor to a couple of gentlemen and and what's interesting is, is they're both in their late 20s and I've they've probably been part of my life for the last four or five years and I've introduced them to each other and they're like best friends. And uh, so I talk to them a lot separately and, and together, but it's interesting because one of them wants to speak with me on this topic because I'm starting to speak to companies about sort of a what do you call it, a culture of mentorship, like within the company or beyond. And he's like, he was asking if he could do part of the presentation. And so we're looking for how we can do that. But one of the things is I said, how do we, because he's really excited. He wants other people his age to have sort of a, uh, just a mentor, someone they can turn to. He thinks it's a great concept. And I said, yeah, but how do we, how do you recreate that? Right. I met him in a Starbucks and he went to the bathroom and said, will you watch my computer? And when he came back, he was kind of pissed off because he was working on something for work. And we started talking and I was able to help him with what he was working on. And then it, it helped him get the job he was going for. And one thing led to another. And all of a sudden he was like, hey, would you be my mentor? Could we continue to meet regularly? And, you know, I thought, yeah, that'll last for however long. And five years later, he actually came to lunch on Father's Day because uh, he has a nickname for me, which is dad. And my joke is cool older brother would be a way better nickname. Whatever. Uh, but he is, I mean, I call him my fake, I call him my fake son. And, you know, it's one of those things though, that you can't recreate sitting next to somebody in a Starbucks and finding somebody who becomes part of your, you know, ongoing life. So, you know, that's the hardest thing. And I love your advice of having the right mindset and just knowing what it is that you're looking for, because success sits next to us all the time. Opportunity sits down and we just don't know. Cause we don't know that's what we're looking for. So I think you give really good advice on that. I appreciate that. I, I totally agree with you. And 
I'm sure you're, you're familiar with the hero's journey arc, right? Yep. The hero's journey, you know, part of the whole, part of the whole, um, you know, arc of that story is that once you, as the hero, you, you, uh, set off on your quest, that's gonna, you know, that's, that's this important quest to you. The mentor will show up. You just have to have faith that it's going to show up. That's just how every hero's journey works. And so for me, it was, it was partially that just, just trusting that it, it was like a faith or a trust that if I get out here and do this and put myself out there and like, just go for it, somebody, you know, the, the pieces will show up as long as I keep the right mindset and I keep like a, a um, you know, for lack of a better word, a vibe that, that allows for that to, to come. So what advice do you have for somebody who, who wants to go start their own business? So I'm, I'm really interested in, in starting to meet and interview a lot of people in, these, in this consumer packaged goods world. I mean, this is a huge industry. It's a huge industry in Austin. And I'm, I, you know, I'm really fascinated with the whole world of, of this you know, CPG and then like specialty foods and other type items. I think that it's an area that is booming that people in general aren't noticing is happening. So I'm, I'm trying to get more involved with people in this type of industry. So if somebody wants to go and start something that's going to be a product, right? Because I come out of the services world. If somebody wants to start a product, what advice do you have for them? It's a really good question. Um, I like to begin with the end in mind. Um, it's an old Stephen Covey principle. You've probably heard of it. And so to me, what that means is I think before anyone starts a business, they should start asking themselves those, those sort of big questions like, you know, what do I stand for? Why am I here? What do I, what's, what do I feel like I really want to give to the world? And that's, that's one element of it, but then also figure out how you can align that big vision, that big mission with your talents and gifts. Um, and then figure out how you can, how you can sort of um, align your talents and gifts with your big vision. Um, and then, you know, just get yourself into really good shape and like pumped up. And, and uh, I'd say that's the first kind that's the kind of the first step is get clarity on those issues um, and then, you know, in the CPG space, it's, it's actually not super hard to be honest with you. Um, you know, of, of course you have to have a product idea. So I think it's really important in the CPG space to start going into places like whole foods. If you're, if you're into food and beverage and supplements, go into whole foods, whole foods is the trendsetter when it comes to food, beverage, and supplement, um, you know, innovation, you don't go to, you know, your conventional grocery store and look at what, you know, Coca-Cola and general mills are putting out. Um, if you really want to see what the trends are, you go to whole foods and you look at what the new products in there. And so I'd say really like, let's say you want to do food and Bev or supplement CPG, dive into that space, go into whole foods, look at all the products, start trying them out and just really immerse yourself in that world. And when you do, you'll start to see the trends and you'll start to see the gaps in the trends. You know, like the paleo diet is one that's really big right now. And, uh, and like what you're seeing is that every, every type of, of, uh, of food form like chips or crackers or uh, hummus or whatever, there's a paleo version coming out. And so if you go into these stores, you can kind of see, okay, there's already a paleo chip. There's already a paleo cracker oh, but there's not a paleo hummus yet. And so you can just kind of start to see where the gaps are um, and just based on the, um, the other products that are coming out and the, the trends. So I'd say you want to you wanna get clear on, on what that trend is first, and then you really want <clears throat> to narrow down into a, a specific customer segment's need. You know, So you really want to start, like let's say you're trying to serve the paleo customer in this analogy, 
you really want to look into their needs and get really clear about what they what their needs are and what's not being met in the market. Um, those are the first the first few steps you have to do. Once you get clarity and you feel like you have you know you've kind of identified that opportunity that aligns with your gifts and your life purpose, um, then you just start looking for a co-packer. Well, well I guess you got to develop the recipe of the product first. And then once you get the recipe down, you start looking for a co-packer and you can just do that on Google. Um, and a co-packer is basically a bottler or a facility that, that produces the food, beverage or supplement product. Um, and then from there, you, need, you just need to figure out how to get the cash to get your first batches going and then start selling the heck out of it. And, you know, you're off to the races. And it's my belief that entrepreneurs don't need to know everything. They need to be pretty, a pretty decent jack of all trades up at the, initially but ultimately, they just need to have a really good vision and identify opportunity, and then create a really good product. Um, and then, you know, from there, other people will start to see that momentum you have, and that you're on a mission. And most people don't know their life, their mission yet. They're not. They're kind of unclear. And so, a lot of times, people will just kind of jump on onto your mission and be like, "This guy's going for it, or this this girl's going for it. I'm gonna, you know, hop on too." Right. So. Um, you know, I, I think one thing I've learned too about this is that's really important in this part in this process is really developing self-awareness. And that means develop like understanding what your strengths and weaknesses are, and then starting to hire uh, to complement your, your strengths and to, to uh, basically fill the void in your weaknesses. That's another thing that, that you know, you, if, if you're going to start a company, you need to be thinking about that right now and starting to get clarity on that. So a lot of what I talk about in my work when I when I speak or I work with a company, I call it the paradox of potential. Because, you know, you're talking about starting a business and having an idea and figuring it all out. I mean, everyone I know who's ever started a business, you know, it's like, oh, they have a lot of potential. I mean, nobody nobody starts a business because they don't think it can grow and it can expand. Yet, I've been around entrepreneurship for 20 years, and I've seen a lot of people, you know, have a lot of potential. And their business goes, wah, wah, wah. And then other people who maybe didn't even seem to have as much potential make a billion dollars. So, I always tell people that there's a gap between potential and results. And I'm a really results-oriented person. I love to look at who cares what your potential is, who cares what the opportunity is, where are the results? But what do you think is the delta that helps people get across that gap? It's a really good question. And um, my current belief on that is that you, you, you can't be a dabbler if you're going to be an entrepreneur. You have to go all in. And that's one thing that I did early on when I started this company. I said, this company, I'm going to make this company successful because I know there's a need for this product. And even if the first iteration sucks, make it better. Even if the second iteration sucks, I'll make it better. And I'll find a way to keep making it better until we really hone in on what that customer need is. And then from there, we'll just grow it. And so I really went in with that mindset. And I think I've seen a lot of people in entrepreneurship too. And some people, they're like, well, you know, I'll kind of try and see if it works. And, oh, you know, I got into it and, you know, it was hard, so I quit. You cannot have that attitude. You, you have to know, you know, it goes back to the Seth Godin book, The Dip, which you probably read. You know, time you go on adventure and a, a hero's journey, there's going to be a big dip. And it's going to happen pretty early on. And, and you have to be willing and, and, and just kind of, yeah, be willing to do whatever it takes to get through that dip. And once you get through it, then things are going to start to go up for you and it'll get a little easier. But I think I see a lot of people who just don't make it through the dip um, because they, they're they either dabbling and they, and they don't care enough about what they're doing. And so that's why I think it's so important to start with those big questions early on and really get 
understand what your why is. Why are you doing this? Why do you believe that this product or service or whatever it is you're bringing to the world is, is why do you believe there's a need for it? And it's the most important thing that you can be spending your time doing. You have to believe that what you're doing when you start a business is the most important thing that you can be doing right now. Because if you don't, when the going gets tough, you're going to quit and try to and go do something else that you think is more important. You know, so um, so I think that's that's the big difference that I see between people who make it and, who do, and people who don't. And a lot of times, the people who make it, like, and this was the case with us too. I mean, we went through some tough times. You know, we we were going paycheck to paycheck, having trouble making payroll, and you know, that's just a lot of times how it is. It's there's if you look at the overnight success stories, you'll find you've probably found this in your journeys, but you'll find that most people think, oh, that's an overnight success. But you, when you really you know, pull open the hood and look under the hood, you see that it's 10 or 15 years. years. Yeah. It's 10, yeah. it's 10 or 15 years for most overnight successes. Exactly. So you have to be willing to go in for the long haul. And I think there's also kind of a tendency to try to get rich quick, you know? And so people say, Oh, I'm going to launch this business and I'll be making bank in, in six months or whatever. And then they don't. And so they quit, you know? So, well, and, and I kind of saw all that in my own career when I when I was trying to to start to make money as a professional speaker and 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 speaking at conferences. I was doing it part time. I had a full time job, and then April first, two thousand nine, I got laid off because of the recession, and there were no jobs. I didn't have another choice for like the next two years, other than to go make the speaking business work. And it was hard, and we hemorrhaged cash, and we ran up a bunch of debt, and we you know barely could pay the mortgage. But then at some point you know, it, it tipped and I've been able to, to keep my, my head above ground. And then, you know, this year, all of a sudden we had a little dip and it was like, it was really, it would have been really easy to say, that's it. I've played the course, go get a job, you know, and then we turn the corner around the dip. And it's like, it's, it's just one of those things that you have to have a thick skin. I think if you're going to be an entrepreneur, cause you're, even if once you make it, you could have a downslide and that sometimes people aren't ready yeah. for that double dip. That's true. And you can't get complacent. You know, that's why, you know, that's why it's so important to have uh, the right people on the bus and to, to sort of uh, learn as the entrepreneur to identify your weaknesses and then hire people that they really um, uh, complement your strengths and, and kind of make up for those weaknesses because you, everyone has to be, you know, all the major business functions have to be like focused. You can't get complacent. You can't let things, you well, know, kind of, uh, you can't let problems continue to grow and fester. That's, that's the biggest thing. This is what Mark says all the time. He says, every business has problems. The ones who succeed are the ones who identify the problems and this and make sure that they take action to solve it. And the ones that fail are the ones that let the problems just grow and just shove them under the rug until they become such a big problem that they tip over the ship. Well, I was talking to a food distributor about speaking at their conference and one of the people on the committee was like, well, wait a minute. You have a services background even before you worked for yourself, and then you've worked for yourself as a speaker and, and a trainer and, and, and a consultant. What do you know about people who are in this packaged food you know, space? And I said, I know that they have potential, and I know there's a gap, and it doesn't matter what business you're in. Everybody struggles with the exact same things, and we're still in the process of negotiating if I'm the right speaker, but it's like you know, if we just think, oh, you want you can't understand our business because you've never sold baloney. The the reality is is that I can't understand your business because I imagine that the uh, the manufacturers of of the of the cold cuts that, that represent a lot of your clients who will be at your conference. I imagine they have the same struggles that all of us have, and they can't just pack it in and and you know go sell soda. I mean, they've got to push through these double dips. I totally agree, and I think I think that's one reason why I'm excited about what you're doing because. 
people need to see other people's stories. This has been one of the biggest things for me is um, when I, even before I started my business, I started thinking, you know, who do I want to learn from? And then I started thinking, well, I might as well just learn from the most successful epic people that I, that I can, you know, that I, that I ever come across. And so I started reading Steve Jobs the biographies, you know, that were written about Steve Jobs and Elon Musk and Richard Branson. And those are my three big heroes, those three. And then Mark Willis, those are my heroes. And so I read all their stuff. I watch all their videos. I listen to them speak. And you see, if you talk to those guys, I mean, look at Elon Musk. Have you, you've looked into the Elon Musk story, right? I mean, he's had, Tesla has almost gone under so many times. They literally like, you know, pulled in money at 11 PM uh, one night in like 2008, 2009. Um, they'd spent $150 million developing the Tesla Model S, you know, way over budget. Um, you know, no one thought that they could do it. He had to, he literally had to put all of his PayPal money into the company, which was like 80 million. I think he made 160 million to put half of it in SpaceX, half into Tesla. And like, if they had gone under that time, he actually would have owed money and been in debt. And so, but he kept just pushing, 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 and somehow it worked. And now Tesla is the most valuable car company, um, pretty much in the U S I think it's behind Toyota, but you know, you just, you have to, even the best entrepreneurs out there, they go through these major dips and, you know, it's, it's just, if you look at their stories, then it makes you not so um, self judgmental about your own challenges. You know and, what I mean? And you start to see the patterns too, like you're talking about. And I love the fact that your CEO was the head of a giant real estate company. And now he's the head of brain juice because I'm a real big believer. Like this discussion I was having with, you know, someone in the distrib distribution world is if all you bring in to speak at your conference is people in, in specialty foods year after year after year, it becomes an echo chamber. And I'm yeah. really involved with the National Speakers Association and have been for coming up on a decade now. However, once a year, I go to a conference that has nothing to do with speakers because if all I do is have speakers tell me how to do it, then I'm in this, this bubble. And so once a year, you know, when I'm uh, as, a, as an attendee, I mean, I go to a ton of conferences. That's also what's great about what I do is I can go speak in the food business. I can go speak in the legal business. I can speak to a group of doctors. And so I get a lot of different things. But as an attendee, I try to go to something that's out of my world because, you know, we, if we get caught up in the echo chamber, you know, watch out. I totally agree. And, you know, I, I personally think that there's sort of a, you know, business has its own language. And like you said, there's patterns and, um, you know, different industries have their own specific jargon and sort of, you know, ways of operating, but business is business. And, you know, it, you can kind of break it down to these, these, uh, you know, these elements that, that are, in my opinion, applicable to any industry. And, you know, that's what, to me, they're, they're like starting with that, that big why identifying a need in the market that aligns with your talents and all these kinds of things, you know, it doesn't matter what industry you're in. If you do those kinds of things and then you find mentors uh, who can help you, um, you know, make it to the next level, you'll be fine. And another thing too, that, I, that I, I think is really important to mention here is that I've talked to dozens of founders and CEOs in this space. A lot of times I reach out to them and I say, Hey, can I take you out to lunch? I'd really love to pick your brain. And most of the time, uh, a CEO or a founder that's maybe a few years ahead of you, they have a little bit more, you know, experience, success under the belt. They're almost always willing to sit down with you. And I don't think we would be successful had we not done that, you know, and really asked, um, you know, the people who are already doing it successfully what they're doing and what we need to watch out for. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm just a, that goes back to the mentorship thing that you talked about already.
You can usually figure things out if you're willing to ask. So, Sam, I can't let you go yet. I have a couple more important questions for you. But first, I've got to thank the sponsor of this episode. So this episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of starting your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you sound amazing. Hey, Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing really cool people like Sam Elick. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know that some of you do, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. So Sam, I call this show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Not things they want to do, not things they hope to do, but cool things entrepreneurs do. What is the coolest thing you're doing in your company right now? It's a really good question. Um, the, the coolest thing that I'm doing in my company right now is I'm creating um, several new SKUs. So we, um, we've, uh, our big vision, and I'm going to try to, I'm trying to give this in the, in a way that I can, cause you know, part of it, part of it is, is kind of like a, a private vision, but there's also a public element of it. And our big, um, our big vision is to take our brain power blend and to, um, to put it into a whole bunch of different form factor products. We want to make focus, clarity, mental energy, and memory support accessible to everyone in the world. And we want to make it accessible through different products um, different form factors, and of course, in retail stores all over the world, and available online all over the world as well too. So that's our big vision. Uh, we want to be the brain, su- the, the accessible brain supplement that anybody can take, um, kind of like Coca Cola. It's just this this mass market product. We believe that brain juice can be the mass market sort of um, focused product for everyone eventually, um, and we don't think it has to be. Um, you know, a niche, uh, hardcore nootropic or anything like that. So that's our vision is to be kind of the every, every person uh, focused brain shot or brain supplement company. And um, we'll be exploring a bunch of different form factors. One of the things that we're, um, we're getting ready to launch is we're working on what we call brain juice active. So the current brain juice formula is more for like sort of focused productivity type stuff. Brain juice active is going to be more for active things. So the nutrients and brain juice actually, um, they help with the brain to body connection. So every time you move a muscle, you know, it doesn't matter what you're doing, even like you're nodding your head right now, there's a signal that your brain is sending to those muscles to make that movement happen. And there are certain nutrients that you can feed your brain so that those signals go faster and more smoothly. And they also, um, support hand-eye coordination and all kinds of different physical coordination. So, Brain Juice Active will be good for athletes who are in high-stakes situation. It'll be good for people doing yoga. It'll be a more healthy alternative to the, you know, the hardcore pre-workouts out there. And it'll just be for anything, anything active that you do. If you want to be focused in the zone, when you do that active thing, Brain Juice Active will be for you. So that's, that's a product that I'm really excited about that we're going to launch um, in probably three, in, in the next quarter or two, probably three to six months from now. Nice. Nice. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's it right there. Well, it sounds to me like there's over the next few years, there's going to be a lot of different products and a lot of different applications for brain juice. So that's exciting. Absolutely. I'm a big We're fan of, I'm a big fan of seeing anyone's company grow and expand. I'm a doubly big fan when it's an Austin based company. Awesome. Me too. 
there's and there's, that's the other thing about the food and bev uh, world. Austin is a great place to do that if if you're into food beverage or uh, supplements, CPG businesses, it's it's a great place to do it. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot. You're one of the first, but I think there's going to be a lot more CPG entrepreneurs who are going to uh, make a little uh, visit to cool things entrepreneurs do. Because while while I don't have a product I'm planning to go and launch, uh, I'm fascinated with this whole space because, you know, you hear everything you read in the news. There's so much negativity about this and that. And just, you know, not not just in Austin, but around the world, there's so many food and beverage and supplement companies that are legit, that are really launching new things. And it's not, it's not like mom and dad's Coca-Cola. This is a whole new world. It is. It is. Everyone, people are on a mission nowadays in the food and beverage and supplement space to create a healthy alternative to everything. And I think it's a really cool thing to be a part of. Um, I, I feel like it's a, um, you know, it's, it's a transformation that's going on where people are taking control of their health. And, and um, I think it's a, it's a really great thing for, um, for the planet. Well, and I've talked, like I said, I'm in the process of talking to one, but I'm, I'm trying to get in touch with other distributors because it's a very interesting space as far as the, the conferences they bring together and sort of how the industry, how everybody in the industry tries to help each other out. Absolutely. It's so. a really good, really good uh, mindset and very supportive community. So, you know, I, I love to ask the people who come on this show who it is in the entrepreneur sphere, in the world of entrepreneurs, who do you admire? Because we could talk, Sam, we could talk about you and about Brain Juice all day long, and, and we have. But I love to know who people say, and you already mentioned your top three, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you take those out. Uh, <laughs> who, who, who out there do you admire where you think, gosh, he or she, they're doing cool stuff? <clears throat> Okay, this is going to be a tough one because I've already given you my top ones. But um, I really, you know, there's a woman out there. Her name is Janie, and she is the founder of Mama Chia, which is a chia drink company. Um, and Janie is amazing. She's, she's uh, you know, she started that company. They basically brought chia seeds, the healing powers of chia seeds to the world through beverages and foods. And um, she's been a, a really great mentor and advisor for when, us. When, when I was a kid, chia seeds were just something you put on a clay pot to grow like a fuzzy armadillo. Ch -ch -ch chia. Right, yeah. exactly. And now we're eating them. Right, we're eating them, and they're this amazing superfood. And so she's been really um, uh, just a great advisor to me and to us over here at Brain Juice. And so I really appreciate her. Um, I really um, there's a guy named Scott Jensen, who's the CEO of Rhythm Superfoods. They make kale chips and a bunch of other superfood uh, products. They're here in Austin. Scott Jensen, I really admire him. He's been really a great advisor for me and for our company as well. Um, I, I already mentioned Mark Willis, but I got to mention him one more time. He's a great guy and he's been, um, you know, one of my, one of my best supporters as well. And I, I have a lot of respect for him and I've been incredibly grateful to be working with him. So the last question I ask everybody who comes on the show is, is what do you do to give back to the greater good? Because I think as entrepreneurs, making money is really important. Growing a company is awesome. But I think we have a responsibility to do more. So what do you do? I totally agree with that. And one of the things I really love to do is I love to help people, kind of like you're doing, I love to help people who aren't as far along on the path. Like maybe people who um, they have an idea and they want to get started. I will do that for free. I love sitting down with people and just you know, pulling out a piece of paper and saying, okay, what do you stand for? What are you most passionate about? And just starting with that, those big, like we talked about earlier, those big questions, beginning with the end in mind, what do you want to have accomplished in your life? Okay. How can we align? You know, what do you, what are your talents? 
okay, what are your weaknesses? What's the need you see in the world? And really just helping people identify that process. Cause I personally believe that entrepreneurs are changing and, and really saving the world. You know, it's not about any one entrepreneur, but that's what entrepreneurs are. They're problem solvers. And, and, you know, we have some pretty major problems in our world. We always, humanity is always facing major problems. You know, you hear people talking about, um, you know, the, the environment, the planet, all these things. And, and um, I'll tell you, it's, it's probably not going to be the government who, who uh, makes the difference. It's probably going to be the entrepreneurs. And so I personally believe that one of the best ways to give back is to help the, the, you know, the next generation of entrepreneurs find their callings and then um, manifest them in a way that's not only good for them, but also good for all other people and good for the planet as a whole. So that's my main thing. Um, we also um, plan to give back um, pr profits toward um, ADHD and Alzheimer's research and things like that. Just just things, conditions that affect the brain. Um, we're we're going to get more and more into that um, in terms of what we, um, you know, causes we support. That that's awesome. Hey. Sam, thank you so much for being a guest on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Absolutely. Thank so, you for having me. So if somebody's listening to this and uh, maybe they don't uh, have brain juice sitting right there on their counter where they can buy it like we do here in Austin and some places, how do people find out more about the company, more about your products? Well, of course, you can go to www.brainjuice.me, brainjuice.me. That's our website. Um, also we just launched our YouTube. I mean, we've had our YouTube channel for a little bit, but we just basically launched a whole new initiative on it. So I've got new videos coming out every week, um, where I share what I've learned about the brain and about mindset. And I'll be interviewing people. I actually would like to interview you, Tom. We'll so, uh, we'll, I, we then the answer is yes. I say yes to all interviews. Sweet. So that'll be on YouTube. It's the brain juice channel on YouTube. Um, you can also find us on Facebook, um, brain juice on Facebook. And then in terms of retail stores, we're in um, three regions of Whole Foods. So we're in about 100 Whole Foods regions um, in this area. We're in the Pacific Northwest. We're also in the Rocky Mountain region. We're nationwide in GNC. So um, we're not in every GNC store, but we're in every state in GNCs. Um, you can find us in Sprouts. We're in every Sprouts store. Um, we're also in Fresh Time. Um, and then, but we're about to launch Bucky's, you know, the little the oh. amazing. Oh my God. If you're here. from Texas, you got to love Bucky's. You, you got to go find us at Bucky's. Bucky's is like the coolest freaking gas station in the world. So and, it's, uh, it's, it's like the truck stop of, of the future. It is, so, it is so awesome. Bucky's is, uh, I'm a huge fan of Bucky's. Let's just put it that way. I, 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 even if I don't have to go to the bathroom, I stop just cause they have the cleanest bathrooms on any interstate you're ever going to go to. Me too. And, and Don Wasik, he's the CEO of Bucky's. I'm going to give a shout out to him. He's, he's an amazing guy too. Can and you, can you get, can you get him on, on cool things entrepreneurs do? I can reach out to him. Awesome. And connect you with him. Awesome. Um, and, and the last thing I want to mention on this one is HEB. We we're also an HEB in Central Market. HEB is also another amazing Texas company. And that's one of the things too, that's so cool about um, about Texas is that there's a lot of really amazing companies like Whole Foods is based in Austin as well. And that's another guy that I have to mention, John Mackey, huge hero of mine. I think he's, he's basically the Steve Jobs of, of the food and beverage space, in my opinion. So, um, you know, just want to acknowledge all those guys, Don Wasik of Bucky's doing great work. Uh, John Mackey of Whole Foods doing great work as well. Awesome. Well, hey, as I said, thank you so much for being on the show. And thank you for everybody who tuned in and listened. I say it every single time. If it wasn't for the audience, 
we wouldn't have a show. So keep coming back and listening. We're coming up on 400 episodes very, very soon. Uh, if you like the show, tell your friends. Uh, when I talk to people, I meet people out and about, and they say, oh, gosh, I, I listen to your podcast. I say, how did you find it? The number one answer is one of my friends told me about it. So uh, join the I Tell My Friends About Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do Club there's not really a club, but just go tell a friend. Uh, if you like the show, go over to iTunes and leave a review. A new review on iTunes makes me so happy. Why would you cheat me out of being happy? Just go leave a positive review. That makes my day a lot better. Uh, if you want to join the group coaching program, the Potential Mastermind Project, go to PotentialMastermind.com. All other information about me is at TomSinger.com. That's T-H-O-M-S-I-N-G-E-R.com. And we're going to be back in a couple of days with an interview with somebody just as cool as Sam Elick. I know you're thinking, how in the world could you find anybody as cool? Uh, I am going to sign off and run over to Whole Foods and get myself some brain juice. And uh, we'll be back in a couple of days. But in the meantime, I'm going to challenge you. Go out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.